guys, welcome to another episode of Metal Mastermind, co-founder and your host, Jason Stallworth, and also co-founder and co-host, the great Ken Candelas. Thank you so much, brother. I always appreciate it when you say the great. <laughs> hey, dude. And that's, that's just what it is. I call it what it is, man. I feel thank like an you. it now. Thank you. Thank you. No, I do. I do appreciate that. You were, you were great too, my friend. So guys, a very interesting topic today. We received this YouTube comment from this guy named Rocky, and uh, we just want to share this with you. There's some lessons to be learned, so I'm going to read it to you. Hey, it's reading time with Ken and Jason. That sounds like a nighttime story, right? <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> like, no, don't read us, dude. Uh, but we are going to get into to becoming an indie musician. Doesn't matter what level you're at, okay, in, in the process. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out and maybe you're releasing a song's nowhere in sight. Maybe you do this for a hobby. But I encourage you, if if you're at any of those levels, I do want to encourage you to push yourself a little further. Now, a lot of you listening, you do want to release stuff and Many of you have released stuff. Many of you listening right now. Let me read this. So we've got a lot of, uh, as most of you know, we have a lot of videos on songwriting because that's how, that's kind of what Ken and I started Metal Mastermind with. This was left on one of the songwriting uh, videos, this comment by Rocky. He says, why does your channel have so many videos about making music, but actually no music of your own? I figured you should be famous with all this knowledge. Hmm. So, you know, Ken, I tastefully responded to that. And we're going to we're going to dig into this, guys, because I get I understand the comment and he's being you know kind of jerky about it. We're going to talk about why this person is is so very wrong and why you should not be trying to be, quote unquote, famous. There's a better way and a more more sustainable way for you guys. We're going to talk about that. My tasteful comment. And, you know, you guys can tell me if this is tasteful or not, but. I just respond, well, Jason is working on his fifth album. Ken is the founder of the cinematic metal project Homeric and working on his music as well. Fame isn't always part of the equation or the goal. How many famous musicians do you know that you don't care for their music? There are many unknown artists out there with amazing music and that have a true following that support their music. Your music is not enough. Let me just repeat that, guys, because this is what we're digging into creating music you can be the greatest guitar player greatest singer greatest double bass drummer but not better than ken whatever right you also must learn how to market your music to the right audience and guys that's what we're going to dig into but ken before we before we dig in what are your thoughts on this man i'm going to say that um a lot of um and, and I'll, I'll i'll be very honest here right you know when you when you do something like uh teaching uh, especially when I first started teaching, it, it is perfectly normal to have like imposter syndrome, right? And to to feel like, you know, well, who am I to say something on the matter? We've actually been marketing our music for quite a long time at this point. <laughs> and we have quite a bit of experience now. It's not just like, oh, um, you know, I, I have this big name uh from this artist that i've been working with and that's who i manage and stuff like that you don't need to be all of that and for someone like jason and i who have the experience of doing independent music we also have this really just being able to communicate that information and that's what i really love about what we do here at metal mastermind and We've had many students tell us about how they love the way we communicate that. We don't have to be like these ultra famous people in order to be able to communicate the information to you. Uh, you know, some people who are ultra famous, they say, 
oh man, I give credit to this, you know, music teacher I had when I was this year old, you know, and it's like, yeah, because it's not about the fame of that person. It's about the kind of influence uh, on the knowledge they're trying to spread. I think it's just a very shallow comment. I think we have, uh, a, there's so many layers to this industry. Yeah, those are my thoughts, man. I I, I don't know if that's, uh, uh, you know, necessarily such a, <laughs> a well thought comment, although I do understand where they're coming from. Who we learned from, and I'll, I'll call her the great, the queen, Leah McHenry, you know, Ken and yeah. I met in a marketing course. And I, I've said this before, I learned more, far more in this marketing course for musicians than I learned in both my MBA and any, any other type of, I would throw all of my education out the window. And if you took my degrees away from me, I, I don't, I don't really talk about them much, but I am dead serious. You could take my degrees away from me and saying, Jason, you don't have degrees. Much okay with that because I am where I'm at today. Ken and I are where we are today with metal mastermind and with our music solely because of what we learned in this marketing course, which is where we met. But all that said, so Leah, Leah McHenry is a Celtic metal artist, made her her first year of, of six figures in her own music, marketing her own music, being a not quote unquote famous artist, being unknown, relatively unknown. And once she did that, she started teaching it. It just reminds me of a comment that she had. If someone had told her the same thing, it's like, well, how come I've never heard of you before? If you're if you're so famous or whatever, how come I've never heard of you before? <laughs> we Ken and I laugh at that. And this is gonna be this hopefully will be profound and hopefully we'll we'll click the light bulb will turn on right here and it will resonate with you as, as it did with Ken and I. You don't have to try to go for the fame in music. You don't have to be famous, you don't have to be well known. What you have to do is find the type of people, your music, and market your music to those people. Now, in Leah's case, she likes Celtic metal. So her answer back was, well, do you like Celtic metal? Or do you, what Celtic metal bands do you like? There's your answer, guys. Leah was not trying to market to the rock genre or even the, the high-level metal genre, right? Or the country or hip-hop or whatever. She's not trying to market. She's not trying to boil the ocean. Her goal was to that likes stuff surrounded by the Celtic metal and fantasy driven, uh, not only music, but everything else that surrounds that. So that's just, uh, Ken, you know, your, your music is somatic metal and it's got a twist of horror to it. So you're not going to go, you're, you're not going to go try to market your music to people that like country music, right? Cause it's no. probably not going to work no. or, 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 or even metal music. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to dig into, uh, no. you're going to dig into the minds and, and, and the taste that people have that surround the world that you've created. Yeah. You know, my audience is actually quite a, quite a hilarious one. It, it's, it's very akin to something like Dungeons and Dragons. If you're like a, a lover of Dungeons and Dragons, then you're my kind of audience. So, you know, and what, what do dungeon, dungeon masters love to do? Love to build worlds. <laughs> so it's it's an opera, right? For that type of listener. And uh that's my audience. Um, you know, sometimes these things become revealed to you. Let me tell you this. I it I, I am like now what seven years into it. <laughs> and I'd yeah. say I I honestly found out that my stuff was called cinematic metal, maybe five years into it. In the beginning, when you start trying to uh, dig into, you know, what's my music? And some some people have also asked me, like, you know, why should I care? Well, you should care because you still have somebody on the other side that needs to understand what it is that you're doing. So the more you can be clear about that, 
the more your your concept, your message, everything about what it is that you're trying to do. Over time, you start to uh, find certain patterns that accrue in your music. Uh, these sorts of patterns can help uh, give you a direction as to who are similar artists like you. Also timbres too, right? The tone and, and the, the shape of your music. All that information can be very, very useful. But you also have to dig in and research what your influences are, who are the people that, you know, you sound like you could, uh, you know, mesh very well with if you were in a lineup with them. Uh, we call this data mining. You know, it's just doing this kind of homework and, and finding out these artists that are closest to you also can lead you down a path of understanding. And then when you get even further than that, you really discover that your audience isn't really so much as just, oh, oh, this person likes this band, so they're definitely going to like this. There are other things that have your uh, your best interest in mind. For example, when I say, you know, dungeon masters, you know, dungeons and dragons, I went in thinking, you know, I wanted this this modern adaptation of Dante's Inferno. And what is that entail? Okay, well, that entails an ancient story that was told by a medieval poet that I wanted to create a modern version of in, you know, high quality audio, um, you know, and then at the same token, I'm creating a, a narrative that spans bigger than, you know, let's say one book, one, two, three, four books. So, okay, now... All the similarities of trying to create this world. So writers, authors, poets, metal lovers, <laughs> you know, people, you know, you can be a metalhead and love something else, too. And, and it's just it, Ken. You know, I mean, and, and of course, I know Homeric will do well. Uh, you know, you're working on this next release here for what, early 2024. And Homeric will be famous to those who love it. And Ken, those who love it, because we know how to market our music, they're going to be more than enough to support what you're doing and expand beyond that as well. And that's what we're conveying here, guys. You know, I started out as just releasing instrumental metal. I started out, you guys know, in 2013, I released my first album, Apocalyptic Dreams. Uh, then the heavy metal workout series, uh, one and two after that. But then I ventured off into adding vocals. And my last album, Masterpiece, kind of more of a melodic death metal, kind of a, mon a monomarth meets Megadeth. And the reason I tie it to those two bands, I don't think it really sounds like any of those. Ask people what their thoughts are. Well, that's the type of response I get, which that's a big thing, guys. When you ask those who are following your music, when you ask them what you sound like, they will be honest with you. They'll tell you the truth. Uh, but in my case, going back to the micro niche and, and extreme subgenres, you know, the one on the album I'm getting ready to release, it'll have a few deathy vocals in there. It's more of just my regular metal voice, if you, if you want to call it that. I say all that to say this. Uh, I am building my music based on the following that I've created, mainly on YouTube. So that's another route. Of course, you know, building all of your platforms, whatever social media platform you want to be on, uh, whether it's YouTube or you want to be, you know, on all of them, there's nothing wrong with that either. But as you build that audience, you can release kind of whatever you want, as long as it's not too far off the beaten path of your genre. Yeah. Because you've built your audience based on that, right? I built my audience based on heavy metal, or I've built my audience based on guitar. Because I can release 
pretty much anything I want. And, and as long as it's quality music, I think my people are going to appreciate it. And I say that to say this, I may release an acoustic album. My point is, guys, is that you have to build your own world. You as a musician really have to create your own path. You have to build your own world, especially as an independent as an independent uh, musician and artist. So that should be your focus, not so much becoming famous. I, I mean, if you're going to do that, then, well, I, I just don't recommend that. <laughs> do your own thing, but be smart about it and build the appropriate audience. One more, one more thing I want to say, Ken, real quick to that. Sometimes us musicians, we're like, well, I don't care. I'm just going to write what I want. Guys, that's okay. That's okay. But some people say, well, I don't care if anybody listens to it. I'm just going to write it. Guys, that is a lazy excuse. It's a very lazy excuse not to do the work that's required because look, you can write whatever music you want. You can do that, but why not learn how to market it as well? And then I'll also hear the excuse, well, music's not about money. The guys, these are all fluffy things. You get that garbage out of your head right now. You can do something better, do something greater with your music. I, I almost think, well, what's the point? If you, Who are you creating music for? Just Oh, I just like to create my art. I don't care if nobody listens to it. Well, if nobody's listening to it, what's the point? Guys, dig in a little further. Peel back another layer. See what you can find. See how far you can go with it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, no, so true. I mean, can get hung up on, on, on you know, easy excuses as to why we shouldn't do a certain thing. God knows I've, I've had so many reasons why I should have probably quit this project a long time ago and I sure. still do it today. Now we've, we've talked about my story here a bunch of times. So it's just amazing to me that, uh, you know, if you go into music thinking like I'm doing this cause I'm going to, I'm going to be famous. I, there's so many ways of just making more money, getting more notoriety. <laughs> I mean, it's music, such a hard industry. You've picked the wrong one. <laughs> so really in this case what are we saying is your your fame doesn't mean everything about doing music fame is a is a byproduct if at all <laughs> of doing music however that also doesn't mean you should be poor and you should you know have to eat the scraps you know it doesn't have to be that either <laughs> you can also be savvy enough <laughs> to be able to make your own living off of this stuff. That's just, I know it, it's the truth. You can find your, 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 your clients, you can find your customers, you can find your audience, you can find anything anywhere around the world. It, we're all interconnected already. So it's just about, do you know yourself well enough to be able to find those people? That's really the kicker. It's just that pe most people are willing to do the work. That's that's really what separates the 98 percent versus the two <laughs> percent. And, and there's two ways you can do that, Ken. You know, we want to give you guys some practical things, uh, you know, as as we're as we're talking about this stuff, because I know we're giving you concepts and the concepts sound great and all. But but a lot of you might be, well, Ken and Jason, how do you do that? Like, what do you do? So there's two ways you can do it. You can use paid advertising. Um, I will be doing some of that with my album. Ken's probably going to be doing the same. Uh, we've done it for Metal Mastermind. Yep. I've done it in the past. So you can do paid advertising. Uh, so need, you need to make sure you have a band or and or a musician and or business profile, right? Set up for that so that you can do that. 
We're not going to go into all that. You can, you can Google all this stuff. You are going to do this. You'll find a way to make this work. And you'll just, if you really want something, guys, you will dig in and you will, you won't find the way what you'll do instead. You will create the way you'll create your own way. But in a practical sense, you can use paid advertising, paid marketing to get people into your world. Okay. And there's a lot that goes on with that. It can be overwhelming. I'm not going to lie, but it can be done. Another way, which you should be doing this other way anyway, even if you are doing paid advertising, is organic marketing. Okay. And I say, when I say marketing, I don't mean I just dropped my track. Go check it out. Look, guys, nobody cares. I'm just going to be honest with you. If I get out there and say, hey, guys, just dropped a new track, you've got to create value. Okay, you've got to give people a reason to follow you, a reason to listen to you. Do that with social media. That's, and I don't want to get hung up on social media. That is where your people are, though. Okay, that's where the audience is. As you give people value, let's say, like I'm a guitar player, for example, right? So I, I market my music through my YouTube channel. Well, I don't just post my music on YouTube because, again, no one would really care. What I do post is how. I approach guitar and all things related, right? Metal Mastermind, what Ken and I created here, we our approach to YouTube isn't, hey, we just dropped a new course. We give you value first. We give you information on these videos and, and share some tips on how you can do things better and maybe a little bit more easier and so forth and try to explain things the best we can. And then we pitch the course to you. You want to take that same approach to your music as well. You want to create, put your personality out there and then develop that following and you will get to the point where people will be asking you like, what else do you have? I want to send you money, please. You know, so you will get to that level at some point. Um, for example, Ken, you know, and, and I'm not, we haven't talked about your, your marketing plan because I know you're still in the final phases of finishing up the books and all. Uh, but you know, maybe Ken will get on YouTube for Homeric and, and start talking about some of the storylines and things like that, because that will attract people that are interested in that topic, right? Totally. I'm in the beginning phases of, of starting to roll these types of things out now that we're ending the production phase. And we've talked about seasons in our career, right? Where you go from, you know, your compositional phase to your production phase, to your marketing phase, you know, and postmortem and all this kind of stuff. And more than ever now, um, as independents, right, we have the ability to just take control over these types of cycles. The trick is to know what cycle you're, you're in and because we can get so distracted by just life and everything that's around us. Um, sometimes we have to rein it in and then uh, just keep focus. As you keep going forward in this, in, in your career here, uh, making music, you actually realize there's more that you need to say no to than saying yes to. Once you've gotten to a certain point, and it's not always obvious, because remember, we're always in the present. We we never get to like take a step forward in, in time and look back to see where we've come. You just have to look out <laughs> and you have to see where you've come from and how much experience you gained. And sometimes it might surprise you over all the things that you've done to get to where you are right now. At this point in life, I didn't need to always say yes to everything. I needed to really start valuing my time because if I didn't, so I had to start saying no to a lot of things. I said no to one of my favorite gigs in the world, which was Good Morning America. You know, you need to really have a lot of patience with yourself because it's not going to be quick. 
It's going to take a long time. Dig deep and reflect. That reflection might be hard. Um, you know, these sorts of things are not the, you know, the, the things that maybe you want to hear, but they're the things that you need to hear and answering these tough questions of what's, what's important to you, because you will find out eventually what it is that you were made to do for your audience. As long as you continue to stay true to what it is that you are in your, in your own, you know, brand and your own philosophies. Because your brand reflects that. And really what your brand is, is what people perceive who you are. <laughs> okay. They follow that. It's the optics from the other side. It's not just what you put. Okay. Or what your message is. It's, it's how people understand and receive that message. You understand? So you are, what you put out is more like your image. You have control over but your brand sometimes it's it's not what you really have that much control over it's what your 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 audience really attributes to you so understanding that difference and making the connections and realize that the more you're true to yourself the the easier your brand becomes to maintain because now it's just natural for you labels and and big corporations you know take for example disney <laughs> how many Disney artists, how many Disney kids have we seen grow up completely do rebellious stuff against what they were doing when they were on Disney Channel or something, right? Oh boy. <laughs> right? Because Disney has their own brand and then people are individuals, right? They have their own brand that they want to do, you know? And so you get somebody who's, you know, a child star and they have this rebellious front, uh, you know, at some point in their career because they want to do something different that's more them, right? And now what does that do? It, it, it tarnishes that they had that wasn't initially theirs to begin with because it wasn't necessarily their choice. And so it becomes very hard. And now they have to break down and rebuild that brand. That's very difficult. You know, for somebody who, especially who's at a caliber in that sense, right, that has that kind of fame, fame is a very dangerous word. You on the other side, you may be like a nobody, but you have the best benefit right now, which is that you can just start where you are with what you have and start with an organic and honest to make what it is that you want to come to life in a natural way that's a beautiful thing about being an independent artist you know you you can do you and let's revisit fame real quick ken because i know a lot of famous bands and artists even in the metal scene that i i might not really care for doesn't really mean anything to me that doesn't say anything to me whether somebody's famous or not right now you will become famous in a sense to the people that support you and I'd rather have people that think I'm famous to them. That and, and I say fame, fame meaning that I mean something. That my my music means something to them. My message means something to these thousand people. Look at it in that sense. You're always going to have some sort of fame, even if you have ten people listening to your music and they love your music. And what I told a good friend of mine, another musician, is you have to start acting like 
how those people see you, how they perceive you. And I don't mean all high and mighty, but I mean in the sense that you need to start believing as much as those 10 people that you have right now, as much as they believe in you, because they love your music, they love what you're doing, and that will catch on, that will grow. Soon that 10 becomes 50, then you get 100, and soon you've got 1,000. And to those that subset of people, that's not a lot of people, considering we have however many billions of people on the planet, but it's more than enough to sustain your music. You know, Ken, you and I were talking, if you have a thousand fans that really love what you're doing and they spend a hundred dollars a year, a hundred bucks a year is nothing, but they spend a hundred bucks a year on your product. It could be your CDs, it could be your merch. There's your six figure income guys, a thousand people. That's not a lot of people. Okay. Spending a hundred bucks over the course of a year. That's not a lot at all. Um, by no means am I famous, right? I've got albums out there. I, I do here and there get people that know who I am <laughs> walking into somewhere. You know, I've, I've walked into several local restaurants here and bumped into people and people show up my acoustic gigs and stuff like that. So like, I know I'm not famous, but I know I mean something to these, these people that are coming to the shows and, and just see me out in public and, and come to speak to me. It's uh, and by the way, whoever, whoever has met me in person, it, it makes me, it makes me feel great. And it just kind of, kind of reaffirms that, you know, what I'm doing is, is the right thing and to continue that path. So, so thank you guys. I appreciate that. Uh, but being famous got like different meanings, right? You can be famous to just a few people and that's your fame right there in that sense, right? Meaning that you mean something to them, that what you're putting out there means something to them and they're supporting it. Here's the thing, man. If fame is what you're asking for, I don't think you know it is what you're asking for. <laughs> careful about that word man because if you get famous but you get famous for the wrong reasons or it's not in line with what it is that you wanted to do that could be very detrimental for you it's, it's subjective it's relative you know you you know what what kind of famous are you talking about do you mean national television famous or you know is it just in your subgenre <laughs> you know it's like there's two different there's so many different levels of this stuff. It's it's all about the like you mentioned before, it's all about the value that you can extract from that. Um and that's what's important. Um so yeah, fame it's a byproduct. It's not the goal. It's all about what's underneath the hood that provides the longevity for your career. You can be an unknown artist doing it what it is that you love to do because you've got your foundation correct. That's what's important. So work on that. That's the thing that that'll take a long time, but you've built your own castle. You don't need to worry about maintaining some something that was given to you and you don't know how the inner workings of it. You know, just learn how to do certain things yourself in the beginning. It's a natural process. And if you get struck by lightning and you become famous for what it is that you love to do. Great. <laughs> We're not trying to get struck by lightning necessarily, even though we'll be ready for. It. We're here building as though lightning will never strike and we're going to make it brick by brick, piece by piece. That's that's the kind of mentality you really need to go in with. Yeah, and the building, the building guys, you know, can you talk about building the foundation and, and it takes a long time to build? You know, the building really never stops. I have learned that there's not a there. You know, we always talk about, well, when I get there, well, what is there? The building, I don't want you guys to think, well, I'm never going to get there. I got to build and build. It's going to take so long. It's not that it takes long. This is your life. This is who you are. So 
just look at it in that sense. Okay, I'm, I'm laying some bricks on top of this foundation today. Not sure what I'm doing tomorrow, but I know what I'm doing right now, and I'm going to embrace it. I'm, I'm a true believer, as you guys know, in, in having gratitude, and that's going to help you push even further because you have that gratitude, so you're going to be in the mindset to do great things. Uh, one thing I'll say about fame, too, guys, there are a lot of, and I don't want to say famous, but a lot of known bands and known artists, like I could name a few right now, and, and a lot of you will know who they are. They're broke. Fame doesn't always equate to being sustainable. As an independent musician, you have control over your own sustainability. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I love what Grant Cardone says in his 10 times rule book. He says, I have learned to accept that everything in my life is my fault. Once I accepted everything is my fault, well, that gave me complete control over everything. So guys, we're responsible. We're, we're responsible for how much money we make. That's on us. That might mean learning a new skill. Well, I don't have time. Well, guess what? Make the time. I have the same amount of time. Ken has the same amount of time as everybody else does. We have the 24 hours, guys. So make the time to pour more into your own life and make a sustainable life doing something that you love, even if it's on a part-time basis. Maybe you love your job. You want to make part-time income with your music. There's several ways you can do that. Learn how to divvy up your time every week by the day if you want to be even anal about it with a calendar the point is is that you dedicate to doing that it's not it's not like uh just gonna feel it out you know doing like this today and no <laughs> it's like no you gotta you gotta <laughs> you gotta really block out your time man um and you gotta do it diligently and then when there's an opportunity to now hear me out there's a there's a fine balance to life right there's you know, you can't do one thing too much in my, in my opinion, right? You know, if you, if you go too far on one end, you start sacrificing things on the other end, then those sacrifices might be, you know, if, if you're someone like me who values time with family and all this kind of stuff, you know, you want to prioritize that in your life too. The point is, is that you make that commitment to saying, I'm going to do this because I have to do this. So I have to put in the time because, you know, when you're your own boss, I always say that's the worst situation because nobody's going to tell you what to do. You have right. to actually make it happen. Uh, when you have a boss, life is a lot easier because you can just be like, oh, yeah, I got to do this because I got to go to work. I got to go do this. Right. Because you're you're tied to that. Um, so being your own boss is hard. It's very, very hard. Lately, it's like for me, it's been about. You know, uh, I've been working on this, uh, you know, novel and, and trying to finish the uh, layouts for you know and i do my own you know graphic designs with my artists too so that's a skill that i get, uh, learned a long time ago when i was in high school at an art school and uh you know these kinds of skills uh you know either in the creative force or in the you know business marketing force you know these skills you know you might decide it's worth learning one over the other like for example i already had in high school to be an artist uh doing graphic design and all that kind of stuff i learned music honestly uh as i was growing up with art but i was already more prominent in art and so when i got to college for me that's when i was more on music and audio production and that became my thing then but business that was something that i learned on the side <laughs> in my own experiences trying to do music for somebody else it might be something different you know 
somebody maybe they grew up you know learning about you know doing cars as a mechanic and you know they want you know something different than that you know so you might not necessarily let's say have the skills to design your own web page but you know what you can outsource that you don't have to necessarily do it all yourself in that capacity right because maybe the mechanic thing helped you to be more organized so maybe you're a better planner at you know organizing you know your your daily routine you have a certain skill that you can utilize for your own music business and they're all applicable in your own style it's like same things with um you know waking up in the time of day you know find when you're most productive are you most productive in the evening are you most productive in the mornings are you most productive in the afternoon try to figure out so that your schedule works out when you are best most productive um and then use that time to focus and you know set set alarms set whatever you got to do you have to commit every time and you have to you know, even create your own mantra and say, you know, today, this is what's going to happen. I have to do this. I always look at it. This is my sacred duty. I have to do this. This is kind of a heavy conversation, guys, but I hope it brought you some value and uh, let let some of the stuff sink in and let it hit those nerves to the point where you take action. You're in control. You are in complete and total control. Uh, so on a lighter note here, uh, Ken, what is the metal band or metal song or album for the week here man do you have one yeah you know um you like that band winter sun i, I like a, i like a lot of their stuff their self-titled album i've been listening to this week quite a bit oh my god winter sun is awesome if you've never heard of winter sun uh winter sun uh yeah. very very good band it's like uh it's like a folk metal uh, in this case i think um yeah, it's but, kind of folky he produces that himself too right i don't know is it still a band or is it more of a project oh it's uh it's a, it's a project it's uh yari Manpoa. i'm totally butchering it because it's like the scandinavian type of or norwegian type of name but yari is his is his name he's such an amazing composer he's such a good writer well this must be the day of uh, self-titled albums i was listening to the dark element uh this Ooh. morning and actually a little bit this week, and there's their first album, their self-titled album, which is kind of, uh, it, the genre is metal, dance, electronic, and I guess there's a little bit of that electronic in there, that Euro influence oh. in there with the metal, but uh, Annette Olsen, uh, she's the vocalist in the band, and, and then Yanni, I'm not going to try to pronounce Yanni's name, but it was a guitar player for Sonata Artica, and he was also in a project called Kane's Offering, so uh, two phenomenal musicians that I, that I love very much in this project. Nice, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, that's cool stuff. Well, guys, again, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Ken and I, we want you to know we deeply appreciate you being part of Metal Mastermind. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to serve you. That's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. Uh, we are all in this together. I never want it to sound like we're, we're on this podium and we're speaking down to you guys. No, we're, we're on the same level. We're on the same platform. We are all in this together to inspire and to encourage you to do great things with not only your music, but even outside of that as well. So I just want to give my gratitude to you guys, Ken and I both. And guys, check out MetalMastermind.com. You guys know we have a growing library of courses for all metal musicians out there. So MetalMastermind.com. And until next time, guys, as always, create your own sound.